Welcome to the Digging Deep ATVMX Podcast with your host, hailing from Kakana, Wisconsin, riding a CST Tires SSI decals traveling back Yamaha YFZ 450R, four-time ATV Motocross National Champion, number 25. Cody Jensen. What's up, everybody? We're back. Welcome to the latest edition of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, episode 97 of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, presented by our title sponsor, CST Tires, in stock and available for purchase today at shop.csttires.com. I'm your host, Cody Jansen, saying hello to our nearly 184,000 monthly Digging Deep listeners in all 97 countries in which you are listening, and this is our Any ATV Then and Now episode. Some of the most legendary names in ATV racing have talked about the NEATV right here on this very show. Guys like Josh Creamer and Dustin Wimmer who somehow found themselves battling for the New England ATV Pro Class title after the duo had just won the three previous AMA ATV Pro Motocross National Championships the three years prior. The NEATV has a very rich history and is still kicking to this day. Series majority owner Ryan Angelicola joins us for a trip down memory lane and to talk about the current strong state of the NEATV series in the episode ahead. With that, let's quickly shout out all of our incredible partners. CST Tires, go to shop.csttires.com today. Yamaha, thanks to Blue Crew. Thank you to SSI Decals, DID Racing Chain, Namira Technologies, Bronco ATV and UTV Components, Impact Solutions, Lauderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply, the financial advice of the Haymar Financial Group, Forworks Carbon, DP Brakes, Factory 43, Integrative Financial Concepts and their Safe to Race and Safe to Ride Insurance programs, Binkies Forever ATC Museum, Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant, Walsh Racecraft, and Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped's signature line, the Performance Package 4.0, includes the new Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer that I rely on to help keep my beard on point, the best nose hair trimmer ever created, and an array of goodies like deodorant, boxer briefs, a travel bag, and more. So check out Manscaped, I wish I would have sooner, and get 20% off with free shipping by using code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. So rad that Manscaped is investing in ATV Racing as a longtime partner of Digging Deep. Help us keep them in the fold and involved in ATV Racing by using that Digging Deep 20 code so they know that you enjoy Digging Deep and what we're all about here. Support all the great companies that support us, and for any products that fall through the cracks, click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner on our website to help us out. The 20 2022 season has come to an end, but we're still doing a little riding this fall. Fall riding is the best, but whether it's for your fall riding or already prepping for next season, we both know you still need parts and gear. No matter what off-road gear parts you need, Rocky Mountain ATVMC has you covered. But before you buy, simply click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner on our website. By using our specific link, we get a percentage of what you buy on the back end, enabling you to help us out while purchasing the parts you need. Anyway, and did you know that you can buy OEM parts from Rocky Mountain ATVMC as well? Yep, ship conveniently right to your door. So click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner at diggingdeepatvmx.com to help us out while satisfying all your gear and parts needs. No new donors to shout out this week, but if you are interested in donating and hearing your name on the show, you can find the Patreon or buy me a coffee donation links on our website. Major thanks to all who have donated. You guys freaking rock. Now, it's showtime. The 30-second board is up, it's sideways, and the gate is down. Time to dig deep 
Let's go. All right, guys, we're back with another episode of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast. And this is an episode that tonight's guest and myself have been wanting to make happen for some time now. Joining us tonight, brought to you by Blenders Eyewear. Use discount code DIGGINGDEEP20 at checkout for 20% off at BlendersEyewear.com. Series owner, director, and official of the NEATV series. Say hello to Mr. Ryan Angelicola. Did I say that right, Ryan? Welcome to Digging Deep. And uh, man, it's so excited to sit down with you here. Yeah, you got it perfect. I think you're the first person I've ever met in my life that's got it right the first time. Hey, I remember uh, when we had Josh Creamer on the show and he said it. So so my mind kind of went back to that. Yeah, he still can't get it right, though, after all <laughs> being friends. Oh, man, I'm so stoked to have you here, pal. I, uh, I know that we've been trying to make this work for a while, so I'm glad that uh, we finally made it happen. Yeah, I'm so pumped to be here. I mean, I listen to the show all the time and I was like, oh, man, I'd love to get on there and just talk more ATV stuff. But I know you, uh, you're busy with the national stuff, and it's been a busy season, exciting season. I've been listening and watching, so... Yeah, exciting, exciting for you guys too, pal. It was one of those things where I think we were trying to make it happen during the season, right? But maybe it makes the most sense after the season to kind of wrap things up and look ahead to next year. So, uh, Ryan, so... You are kind of the the lead man, the new lead man to the New England ATV series now. So how long has have you been in this role now? Uh, so I took over um, after the banquet last year. Um, I'm the majority owner of the series. Um, I went in, I brought in a partner, Karen Trottier. Um, she was working for the past owners, uh, Betty and Jim Weber, And uh, it kind of all just, uh, it seems like it happened so quick. I, I you know, I went from helping them and and just kind of enjoying the the track time and then uh they called me into their trailer uh, i remember i like it was yesterday at jolly and i uh, sat me down and i'm like oh man what did i do did i did i screw up did i did i get caught like doing something i wasn't supposed to be doing i'm like oh no somebody complains and that and uh betty just like looked me and she's like oh you know i know we kind of been talking about next season next season we want you to help she's like how about you just take over we hand everything over to you and it's your series. And I was like, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> kind of put me on the hot seat. So I was like, can you give me like a little bit just to, to think about it? And, uh, you know, I talked to some of my closest friends, uh, that were in the pits that night. And I remember walking over, um, to them and I was just like, Hey guys, uh, thoughts on me owning the series next year. And I think everybody kind of laughed and was like, ah, ha, ha, funny, funny, you know. And I'm like, no, 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 dead serious. You know, mm -hmm. like, if anybody's the right man for the job, I think every single person was like, you're the one for it. Oh, wow. So, uh, and then the rest is history. And here I am, first season done, no gray hairs yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, but it wasn't something that was on your radar necessarily ahead of ahead of that kind of impromptu meeting there. No, not, not whatsoever. Um, Benny and Jim have been killing it as owners, yeah. you know, bringing the money back, getting the numbers back up. Obviously COVID was tough and I give them a lot of credit for working through that. Mm -hmm. um, and we had kind of talked, they wanted me to get a little bit more involved in helping because I've been around for so long and, mm -hmm. you know, I'll do anything for the sport. Of course. Um, and uh, it just kind of, they said, you know what, we'd feel better if you just ran it and owned it. It was mm -hmm. yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. It's one of those things though, that, uh, not have mentally even prepared for it, even ahead of that conversation. I mean, I'm sure it feels like a whirlwind as soon as you, you know, start to process this and, and I mean, it probably had to feel like you were baptized by fire, I assume. Oh, I, 
I honestly, I was speechless, and I, I'm not a speechless person. <laughs> I, I talk all the time, right? Um, and it was, I was excited, but I was also scared at the same moment because mm-hmm. as I was walking back to my trailer, I'm looking at all the people that are, you know, 200 plus members, you know, six, seven hundred people inside this facility are all yeah. going to be looking to me to help continue this on, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it. I just said, you know what, I. I want to do it and I'm going to, I'm going to put my heart and soul into it. Well, but at the same time that, that those emotions or that feeling comes from you caring that much, right? Which is probably why all your friends and your confidants felt like you were the right guy for the job. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, you know, bringing Karen in as, as a partial owner too, as well was probably one of my best moves. Um, She's helped a lot. You know, it, it can be a one man job, but I would never wish the one man job on anybody because it's just, a lot of work. My phone goes off 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's no sit down time. You know, my phone's ringing in the middle of the night because somebody's got a rules question, you know, mm-hmm. and Karen, the same thing, you know, she's, she's getting dragged around and it's, it's definitely tough. I mean, yeah. you know, I know pretty, I'd say I know about 90% of people personally. So yep. I tell them business hours only. Business right. hours. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, when you're, you know, running or owning an, your own business. So, so running a race series is no different. It's probably even on a bigger scale, but you know how it goes. Like it, you never shut it off, right? Like your mind is always going, your phone is always going, your messages are always going, right? It just, it never gets shut off. Yeah. There's no, there's no longer separation of personal <laughs> right. uh, cell phone time and business cell phone time. It's all mixed in. Yeah. Personal conversations now turn into business conversations, and it's yeah, like, yeah, we're all gonna try and separate it because I don't like to mix, you know, my personal relationship relationship mm-hmm. or business relationships. Exactly, I think that I'm in a similar role with what we do here, and it's it's one of those things where my to do list or or my my stuff that's on my list, you know, of of things to do, things to accomplish, things to check off, it just gets ever ever longer, right? It, I just keep a you know piling on because it's like one of those things where I got so many ideas and I'm trying to you know click them off and, and network with people and all these things, and it just never stops. But uh, at the same time, and I'm sure that you find yourself kind of feeling the same way where I find myself like now, and I've said this before on the podcast, because as a racer, I always, you know, struggled a little bit to find my why, you know, like, like, how can I like, like, what does all this mean? Right? Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting results, decent results, and I'm helping my sponsors. But other than that, and the people that cheer for me, I guess, but other than that, like, what does it all mean? And now I feel like I'm in a role where I can truly you know, help the sport, enhance the sport and help enhance uh, the sport for people like us that, that love it. And you're obviously in that same position now too, where you're a person that cared and loved the sport so much, you cared for it so much, but now you're in a role where everything you do directly impacts the sport that, that you love in a positive way. And that's gotta be such a, you know, such a great feeling, I would think. Yeah, it's it's definitely rewarding, and uh, I think it's even I think it's a little tough too though. Being a rider owner, I'm the first person to ride yeah. and win the series, yeah. so I think that kind of helps me because you know before you go and complain to somebody and say hey the track's crap or whatever <laughs> you know, needs to be changed or like that, I can go out there ride it and be like hey go talk to a couple of guys hey what do you guys think if I change this up if I have them come and change that so I think mm-hmm. that's been a great advantage to me but it's also a tough it's also a downfall at the same time because i want my my motos you know just to enjoy my (laughs) trying to get on the line you know it's like hey uh i want to talk about the rules well can you wait 
four laps and I'll be back. Right. We'll a discussion later. Mm-hmm. But I, I think being the rider owner really definitely helps. For sure. So that was one of those things. Yeah. That was one of those things that I was going to ask you, like how it does it hinder your own racing at all? Because, you know, it's almost the same thing for me, right? Like, you know, you're obviously a passionate guy. You, you cared about your, I mean, you were in the sport caring about your own racing and results for all these years. I'm the same way, but now like even when, you know, you're a, you're a a series owner and a promoter and stuff now, but for me too, like my coverage of the sport kind of took the front seat and my own racing kind of fell behind. So I can kind of relate a little bit, but, uh, I figured that that was something that you had to consider. And then like, at the same time, you already touched on something that I wanted to touch on where, you know, being a racer owner, like you are, I mean, when, when, as a, as a racer that races that series, that's gotta be something that they truly enjoy because, we've all been at racetracks and talked to, you know, the, the people in control of the track and track prep and stuff like that. And sometimes, you know, like they don't know the language I'm speaking right now. And for you, you guys are speaking the same language, which is an invaluable thing. I would think. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. I mean, it's, it's definitely tough riding though. Sometimes, you know, I, I was Mr. Two, three classes. Now it's one class. And you know, right. I have to say my, workout regimen and everything this year training off season really took a hit i wasn't able to to do what i wanted um but i still had a competitive year and you know i picked 30 plus to race this year and and those guys are probably the greatest 10 to 12 guys i race every round because every single one of them no matter what's going on on the track if i need help with the series they're the first ones to come over and say hey ryan what do you need um what do you want to do you know, we've had to adjust the schedule on the fly a couple of times because I'm like, I need to be at the pro podium sure. for whether it's Chad Yarger's uh, pro ceremony mm-hmm. or whatever. And they're like, you know what? Hey, Ryan, whatever works for you, we'll make it work for us. And yeah. honestly, that means the most to me that they're willing to just kind of work with me. And, and like you said, the rider lingo, I mean, all I got to do is see somebody's hands go like, you know, tell me <laughs> what they're doing and start making noises. I'm like, I already know. You know the track guys are like, oh, what? What is he saying? Right. I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll just tell you when we get in the dozer. Like we've talked about so many times on the show here. I mean, some of our best friends, right, are at the racetrack, all of our best friends, really. So to have that relationship with your racers is something that I think so many people can can probably relate with. But uh, we're kind of going down that road. So tell me a little bit about your background then, Ryan, because I know that you're a, a lifelong ATV racer yourself. And you talked about before we even uh, hit record on this thing that you've been around since, what, 2005, right, is what you said. So give me your background a little bit, because this has got to be kind of a dream because you're in a position now where you're you know, owning and operating the series that you competed in and loved. So that's a, that's a pretty, pretty darn special thing. I would think. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Now it all, uh, all came full circle. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, I started riding, uh, late 2004. I got a YFZ 450. Um, my parents thought I was nuts. <laughs> started riding that with my two, uh, childhood friends, James and Mike. And, um, they started racing. We, we started off district 34. Um, it was basically walled in every, every round. Okay. So we started there. It's close for me. Yep. And then kind of halfway through the season, I was like, oh, you know, let's try something else. We ended up trying, uh, a, I believe the first one was either Southwick or Jolly. I can't remember exactly. Okay. Uh, any ATV at that point was only going to like two tracks. It was just Southwick and Jolly for six and six. It was okay. crazy. Yeah. Um, so ended up there and I just got hooked. I mean, I hooked up with Tony LaRusso, who owns Jolly Roger MX. Uh, he had a track in Connecticut was there every day after school practicing, you know, just trying to get better, trying to get better. Cause my mm-hmm. buddy James and Mike, 
they were way faster than me. I mean, they, they smoked way. Okay. And they made it known. And, you know, but it just kept pushing me to get better and get better and get better. Um, and then, you know, just kind of kept getting bigger and I started making more and more friends. Eventually became friends with uh, Dave Payne, Howard Payne, and Lisa Payne, who were the owners prior to Betty and Jim, who had okay. been a long time. Um, started helping them out with stuff. Um, so trying to get a little bit more involved and just make sure, you know, if I could be a hand, I was there and, and they became lifelong friends. I mean, they, Howard lived 20, 30 minutes from me. So we'd see him occasionally and go to the bar with him. Um, sure. And then, you know, just they, when they decided that it was their time to move on, Yep. Uh, Betty and Jim took it over. And I think they were one of the first phone calls I got, you know, saying, Hey, listen, we want you to, you know, keep coming and, and all this other stuff and just keep going. And I mean, I've been on a Yamaha ever since. Never rode anything else. Okay, I love that. Yeah, I did do one ride on a, on a Honda. Um, Danny Lewis let me borrow his Nax Racing Honda. I did pull a whole shot on it, so I was impressed. Okay. Um, but other than that, I've been Yamaha since the day I started. I like and I'll it. Be Yamaha till the day I die. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I like that. Was a big influence on me, and uh, you know he was a long time NEATV member and. A very very close friend of mine. I still talk to him on a daily. Still okay. trying to get him to come back. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just been crazy the relationships I've built over this. Uh, I mean, just we got 15, 16, 17 years. Yeah, I'm watching people I grew up with riding. Their kids are now getting into it, right? And you know, helping their kids out, and it's absolutely crazy. But it, it's awesome to see that continuance of the family line keep racing and everybody staying in it. Oh yeah. And, and for you, I mean, to be in a role where you can kind of keep a series, a good series, a, a series that is historically rich around for these people is a really special thing because like for me, you know, the, the Wisconsin ATV series used to be, used to be a really big deal when I was growing up. And now, I mean, you kind of look around and you have JJ Launderville and you have Max Lindquist and you have, you know, some of these guys that are still really good coming from Wisconsin, but there is no ATV scene here at all. Like as far as local riding goes, you know, it's, it's completely dead. There's not even motocross tracks that you can ride them at barely that aren't private tracks. Um, so, so what you're doing out there, I mean, to keep a series around and again, to have, to have an ATV only like specific series, like that's just such an unheard of thing nowadays that makes what you guys are doing out there so special. So for, for you guys to keep that going, man, is, is such an invaluable thing because I look at your posts and your race coverage and you know, the, the podium shots and all these things, the stuff that you're doing to make the, the series really as special as it deserves to be. I look at that stuff with so much jealousy, you know, that you guys are 20 hours away from me or whatever, because that's something, you know, that I would love to participate in. We'll get right back to the show, but now a word from our sponsors. And thank you for listening to these ads. Without these great companies, none of this would be possible. Show your support for the people who support us. We used to speak of a CST takeover, but now 2022 is the year of CST supremacy. CST's Pulse MXR tires are the choice of Joel Hetrick, Jeffrey Rastrelli, and Nick Janusa, meaning CST tire riders are in contention for pro-class wins and a possible podium sweep every time they hit the racetrack. CST tires are also the official tire choice of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, but you already knew that. 
I, your host Cody Jansen, helped pioneer the CSD takeover with Pulse MXR fronts and white label soft compound rears on my way to back-to-back national championships and a pro sport podium to cap off the 2021 season. The Pulse MXR tire, available in soft and standard compounds, offer the highest level of traction, most predictable cornering, and superior wear characteristics when compared to the competition. Did I mention they offer contingency payouts as well? Visit shop.csdtires to join the CSD takeover today or prepare to be beat by someone who did. Joel Hattrick, Jeffrey Rastrelli, Nick Janusa, myself, and so many more believe and trust in CSD tires. Do you? You already know we're Team Blue Crew now more than ever here at the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast. And whether it's eight time and reigning ATVMX Pro Class National Champion Chad Weenan, who with his next championship will become the winningest champion in ATV motocross history, or seven-time and current XC1 Pro ATV GNCC National Champion Walker Fowler, who is now tied for second all-time in titles won, it's clear the podium-proven Yamaha YFZ450R is the winning choice of sport ATVs. This continued and unprecedented success for the Yamaha YFZ450R, its unrivaled quality and performance, and the undisputable fact that Yamaha is the leading OEM supporter of ATV racing has resulted in an ever-growing Yamaha takeover within the sport quad market. Best yet, Yamaha's Blue Crew Racer Support Program is back and stronger than ever here in 2022, meaning Yamaha riders will once again cash in on payouts and prize opportunities, including a chance to win a brand new YFZ450R. For more info, head over to YamahaBlueCrew.com, follow them at Yamaha Outdoors on social media, and check out Yamaha's full proven off-road lineup at YamahaOutdoors.com today. SSI decals is a name synonymous with ATV racing, synonymous with big time success, and absolutely synonymous with the best looking decals around. An offshoot of their parent company that was established in 1947, SSI first took shape from owner Ian Harris's passion for ATVs. With what started as just making numbers and decals for riders like Chad Weenan, the company quickly took off, and today you couldn't imagine ATV motocross without SSI decals. The graphics maker and designer now supports all the top teams in ATV motocross, as well as teams and riders racing GNCC, Work Series, Pro Motocross and Supercross, Canadian Pro Motocross, Short Course Off-Road Trucks, UTVs, Snowcross, and, oh yeah, six-time world champion top fuel drag racer Clay Milliken. No project is too big or too small for SSI decals, making your identity stick with championship-level graphics. Head over to SSIDecals.com today and then maybe call the doctor because things are about to get sick. The Digging Deep ATVMX podcast is brought to you in part by DID and their wide range of championship-winning chains. From the street to the track and everywhere in between, DID chains are designed to give you the optimal riding experience with great performance and increased chain life. Consistent to the core, pick up your box of reliability today. DID, what drives you? We are proud to be partnered with Numira Technologies. Since 2001, Numira has led the charge in the ATV and side-by-side market covering more applications than anyone else in the industry. Namira's advanced piston technology uses a NASA-exclusive aluminum alloy that helps to reduce expansion rates, allows for tighter tolerances, and leads to higher overall engine performance for your machine. For more information about Namira's wide offerings of pistons, rings, gaskets, industry-leading top-end repair kits, and recently added connecting rods, visit your local dealer or online at www.namira.com. Namira Technologies, your one-stop shop engine component supplier. We are pleased to be partnered with Bronco ATV and UTV Components, 
Bronco has been an industry leader in replacement hard parts and accessories for all makes and models for over 15 years. With a catalog that includes a full line of electrical components, engine internals and cylinders, shock and suspension parts, winches, clutch kits, valves, carb kits, bearing kits, and drive chain parts, Bronco is your hard parts source for whatever you need for whatever you ride. Available exclusively through distributors around the world, visit your local dealer or online at broncoatv.com. Forworks Carbon's innovative lightweight products include top-notch seat covers, carbon fiber, and plastic hoods, gas tank covers, exhaust shields, shock guards, and much more. Whether you have an ATV, UTV, or snowmobile, Forworks has the goodies that will improve your ride and make you salivate. We trust Forworks for increased function and a sexier look, and you should too. Forworks Carbon, always working hard to bring high quality and innovative parts to the market. Check them out today at fwcarbon.com. Anytime you want to come, you'll be <laughs> Yeah, I would love that, man. But uh, but yeah, like what you're doing out there is such a great thing. And for all the people that are in that, you know, region to to support your series, man, they they have it uh they have it good, that's for sure. I owe it really to the to the membership. I mean, we do do a little UTV stuff, um, mm-hmm. which is oh yeah. yeah. I try and sprinkle in the trike guys a little bit. Um, you know, they don't have a lot of places to ride and some tracks allow it and some don't. So, you know, I try and I try and bring everybody in. It's it's all for the same purpose. And the ATV community is so accepting. So nobody complains. It's like everybody loves to watch the trike guys. I mean, some of those guys are absolutely insane. They're nuts. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure you've been to Unadilla when they used to hit the sky shot there. Oh, yeah. I'm still baffled seeing that. <laughs> Dude, and even the ATV crazy. guys, I mean, they're, they're nuts too. I mean, most of them are all ex-ATV um, guys. Vinny Moffer, Pat Edwards. Yep. All these guys used to race years and years ago, and now they just tell you, you know, with age comes a cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. So it, it's it's awesome. You know, the support I get from everybody is just what makes this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, such a special thing. So after after one series now, kind of kind of running this thing, being the the lead man on this deal, kind of outline the the pulse of the series for me. Kind of give me the gauge on how this past season went uh, from the outside looking in. Like I said, I mean, it looks healthy as could be. So like, what were the what are your numbers like? Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Give me the pulse of the series. So for this year, we had 219 members. Um, I believe we had over 40 new members. Oh, wow. And uh, our average numbers around were about 200. So entry-wise. That's um, great. Yeah. yeah. The first round, we blew it out of the water with over 800 spectators. Um, oh, my gosh. Absolutely insane. Um, oh, my you know, gosh. We averaged maybe about four to 500 um, around. You know, That's 500. crazy. That is nuts, dude. The biggest thing is advertising. You know, I think the problem is beforehand, Nobody knew we existed. You know, Howard was a little bit, I don't want to call him old, but antiquated. Sure, with, yeah. You know, understanding the social media aspect of it. I mean, I advertise a lot on social media. I push our posts, um, and that's what draws in. I mean, I'm getting text messages already for people, you know, hey, my son or daughter races, you know, rides their quad around our property. You know, we want to get them into racing. How do I do it? Here's the rule book. Here's my personal cell phone number. And I, I think that helps too. They have a, a number they can call and talk to me. You know, hopefully I answer the phone, but like I tell them, just leave a voicemail. I'll, I always call everybody back. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's what helps grow is just the advertisement aspect of it. And I, I found that that is where, you know, you got to spend money to make money. Mm-hmm. It's like a business. So I, I try and really push the advertisement on social media. And, you know, now you can integrate it into areas wherever you're riding. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we go to Jericho ATV Fest, which is huge. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's uh yeah, New Hampshire. I mean, there's 
hundreds of thousands of people there just to pass out, you know, pens, stickers, this, that, and the other thing, t-shirts, free t-shirts, you know, just to kind of put it in people's ears. And and that's really been the driving factor on this growing is just making sure we're known. People know they have a place to ride. And I think the biggest thing, pal, is, you know, to, to have that connection that people can truly like reach out and talk to you when they have questions, maybe they're new to it. Cause I often think, you know, like you and I, like our whole lives have been this sport. Right. But I often think like what it must be like for somebody who's, who's maybe, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're like 20 or, or in your thirties or whatever and to to have not been in the sport. It's got to almost be intimidating to just not know totally what's going on and try to, you know, figure out how this whole deal works. So to know that you're uh, a message or a call away, you know, to, to, with any help, with any help that a person would need, um, any sense of direction, whatever it is, like, that's a pretty valuable thing too. I think, you know, because you see like people on even like the ATV motocross group, uh, group on Facebook and stuff and people that are new to it, they maybe ride around their yard or maybe the trails a little bit. They don't know how this whole thing works. And you see people asking like, Hey, where do I start? So for, to you to be, you know, kind of an open book, willing to help people and, and help people get into your series. Like, I think that that's an invaluable role that you're playing as well. Yeah. It's definitely worked to our advantage. I mean, you know, Karen gives out her cell phone. So, you know, if you can't get a hold of me, there's a second number that you can call it. And she's just as willing to help, you know, and get you started with whatever it is you need. So, you know, I owe, I owe that to me, to her too, because she really mm-hmm. does help bring out in people. You know, it's nice to talk to somebody too. And I see sometimes on the the national group, you know, you post something, and sometimes people can fire back a little rough. And it's the same <laughs> on our on our NEATV page. Okay. You know, I think it's a little. It's not anybody being mean. It's just how NEATV or ATV racers are in general. It's how people. I think it's how people are in general. You yeah, know? we're just around the edges. It is what it is. <laughs> right. But uh, we actually had a, we advertised our Halloween event at the last round. We had people coming just to trick or treat. You know, wow. coming in, and there was people introducing themselves to me, and they're like, "Hey, my daughter races." I'm like, "Well, I'm hey, I'm one of the owners. Like, mm-hmm. well, here's my here's my contact information. If you want to try and figure out how to do this, I was like, come back tomorrow. We can talk. I was like, it's fast paced. You know, during the day I'm running a thousand miles an hour. Right. But I would gladly dedicate, you know, five, 10 minutes to you to kind of show you the ropes and then I'll set you free. And, uh, you know, if you decide you want to come back next year, you've got my number, you know how to get a hold of me and yeah. we'll talk about it. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's a, that's a really special thing. Again, just to, I mean, to even to think the people that are racing that series to have somebody running it that that is in your role that cares that much that just makes you even more passionate about the series i have to believe that that's true so uh tell me a little bit more about the the tracks track locations um fill my listeners in on that a little bit because i know we're talking about any atv we know it's new england tell me a little bit about your locations tracks stuff like that so this year we raced at uh new hampshire mx which is formerly jolly rogers um mx which is located in uh new hampshire we had another round at Central Cycle Club in Connecticut, um, which is close to me. Uh, we went to Cape Way Rovers, uh, which is kind of close to the Cape Cod in Massachusetts. Okay. We did a race at MX 101, which is at New England Dragway. Um, so that was new this year. We haven't been there in probably about 10 years. Kind of worked out a deal. Um, it was a little rough because, you know, we haven't done it. New owners kind of. But that one worked out awesome. And then we do Paradox um out in new york which is the old hickory hill um oh, yeah. yeah. absolutely great i mean that that facility is just absolutely beautiful they have a pond um we thought about bringing our jet skis and dropping them into the pond 
they do a huge slip and slide on Saturday nights. Um, so, you know, everybody can get together and try and do some family fun activities, um, which Karen usually tries to set up every Saturday night, no matter what track we're at. Okay. Uh, gun safety class, actually, which was awesome. Uh, at the Central Cycle Club from Delta Arsenal, which is one of our main sponsors, they came out and just kind of went over the safety of guns with kids, which I thought was great because I think 99% of our membership is involved in firearms. <laughs> and yes, I would so think it was so. really good to have them come out and kind of go over that. And we had like 40 kids in there um, in the class, which was awesome. You know, yeah, we do other cool things, you know, Barbie Jeep races. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm retired from those. <laughs> I don't blame yeah. you. <laughs> Those ones hurt after a while. Yeah, I've seen some pretty gnarly videos. Yeah. Yeah, there's probably some good ones of me on TikTok floating around. <laughs> um, we do all sorts of stuff, you know, rider bingo, just kind of fun little family mm-hmm. activities. But yeah, those are the tracks. We're looking to add a few next next year, a couple new ones. Okay. Um, so hopefully that'll work out. I don't want to give away any secrets yet because I got to keep my guys, you know, guessing all through the winter. Otherwise, you know, right. I got nothing. There you but go. Yeah, we're working on it and you know i think my relationship with a lot of the tracks over the years has kind of helped to usher allow us to come back mm-hmm. to a lot of tracks that you know once atvs weren't allowed mm-hmm. i mean we kind of had a fallout with a few and, and i put my personal friendships on the line with people who were high up there and, and just made it work and they were nothing but impressed i mean our guys listen so well so it, it's awesome to see the relationship growing with the mx community as well yeah, that's that's awesome. To bridge that gap is something that all of us all of us always want, right? So um so that's awesome news. So then a name that you mentioned already once, um, but Chad Yarder, he was your NEATV pro champ this past season. Uh obviously national goers would be semi-familiar with him with Chad. Uh, I know he podiumed at uh Unadilla in 2021 in the pro sport class. We've seen him at uh, an array of races over the last couple of years. So uh Chad just seems like he's been a great ambassador for the series, Ryan, with him kind of being the the lead man kind of in the classes and the pro class there as your champion. Uh he just seems like a guy who's like I said, kind of a, a good ambassador for the series, somebody that you're uh kind of flying that flag for. And he seems like kind of the perfect guy for that role right now. He he's he is the epitome of like just a great rider um, and a great person. He would help you no matter what. I mean, I've known Chad a long time and, you know, this has been a long time coming for him. And over the winter, he made the choices to really put into his fitness and his riding. I know he spent a ton of time at Decker's um, just mm-hmm. getting into shape and, and, and putting it all together because he was, he was always right there just, needed to go that extra step. And and this was that extra step. And uh, surprisingly, it's his last year in the ATV, which is fitting, you know, going out like Peyton Manning, riding out like Cowboy. <laughs> okay. Um, But yeah, so he's moving to Florida. So, but it was oh. so great to see him. Uh, You know, he locked it up technically around early, which was great. Mm-hmm. So it made the celebration a lot more fun, you know, because you're not counting points. You know, I'm over there with my calculator trying to figure out how to add. Right. Um. But yeah, he did absolutely awesome. And uh, he's always helped me personally um, on the side and just whatever I need. And I see him all the time floating around the pits, you know, helping other riders out and, and just always offering up any advice he can give or any anything really he could give, you know, whether it's parts out of his trailer mm-hmm. or advice or, hey, maybe try this line next time or I saw you do this. I, I mean, the guy is just who you'd want to hold that number one plate at the end of the year as a first season owner and say 
that's my pro champion. Yeah. That's uh that's a pretty special thing. Well, he's going to kind of leave a, a void behind. So we'll see who kind of steps up to fill that role going forward in, in 2023 and beyond. But um, as you oversee this series, Ryan, you're, you're working with these tracks and, uh, and promoters, stuff like that. So I, I believe that there, there has to be some hurdles that come along with that. I would assume you kind of touched on them a little bit. Uh, I guess if, if we haven't touched on it yet, tell me about some of the biggest challenges uh, that came in this first season, or maybe, maybe even if it was like harder or easier than, than you expected it to be. Uh, I think it was kind of like right about where, where I expected it to be. There's definitely okay. hurdles with tracks. I mean, we have some tracks that absolutely hate ATVs, but money's green and this is a business, right? Right. I, I'm telling them, you know, listen, this is what I can bring to the table. And I know that I'm, I mean, I know I'm beating the dirt bikes money wise. I'm, I'm definitely, you know, they get a good percentage of money. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why I tell them, I said, it's a business. I said, look at it this way. And, you know, we have some great members, um, like Vinny Mofford, who's uh, our title sponsor for this year. He he put in some serious work at Capeway for us for the first round. I mean, he screened, it had to be 30,000 yards of material to get the track prepped and ready. I mean, where else do you go that you get that? And he did it all for free out of the goodness of his heart because he loves the series. Because he cares and like you do, yeah. He's been around for forever. I mean, I watched Vinny go through the pro class and through pro-am so i mean right. I, I mean, i'm watching his kids little vinnie jr starting on a 50 and his, his daughter's racing side by sides and racing 70s and 90s vinnie's running around like his head's chopped off <laughs> it's so great to see that he still has that drive and is willing to help us out um you know and other sponsors too they you know they they come in and they help and just a lot of personal relationships too you know that's my my big goal is i want the tracks to trust me mm-hmm. and trust karen you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna come in. We're gonna we're not gonna set up for failure. We're gonna bring in the numbers that we say we're gonna bring in, and you know have a great weekend. And I I don't think I've had any complaints from any of the tracks all season. They all texted me or on the way out said we did an awesome job. Like it was ran perfect. You know I kind of have an advantage. I've been under two different owners. I've seen what works and what doesn't work. For sure, I can take that to my advantage. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that that's a, that is, that's an advantage that you have. Uh, I'm sure everybody out there has these thoughts. Well, if this was my series, if this was my race kind of thing, and, and you're actually able to do that. So uh, it sure seems like the series is lucky to have you like the, the racers of this series should be grateful that, you know, the guy leaving the show is as passionate as you are. So that's a special thing. As the number one podcast in ATV racing, it's only right that we partner with the industry leaders in suspension tuning. Insert Impact Solutions. Impact Solutions is a full-service ATV and side-by-side suspension center specializing in the revalving and service of your motocross and off-road suspension. With over 25 years of elite-level knowledge, experience, and testing with riders of all ages and ability levels, Casey Greek, Jay Goebel, and the Impact crew strive to exceed the client's expectations for service and setup. Impact Solutions is the official Elka Suspension Service Center of the United States, offering unmatched product knowledge and experience. Whether you're in need of service, parts, warranty, sales, or technical support, Impact Solutions has you covered. Head over to ImpactSolutionsATV.com or give them a call today. We interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. The following message is brought to you by Manscaped.com. 
the Manscaped engineering team has outdone themselves this time, creating the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, now available for purchase in the US and Canada. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, an official sponsor of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, with this exclusive offer of 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0 and I am blown away. This thing is next level. What sets this trimmer apart from all the rest? The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. It features a new multi-functioning on-off switch with travel lock for those of us who like to travel. And my favorite, the new trimmer allows you to customize your trim with four different guard lengths and upgrade from its predecessor that only featured two. If you're listening, you know that good tools are a must, so wait no more to get the best tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using code DIGGINGDEEP20. Hey everyone, this is Larry Mills, president of DP Breaks North America and proud partner of the Digging Deep ATV MX podcast. We at DP Brakes are a longtime supporter of ATV racing and the world leader in centered brake technology, dominating the ATV world for decades by supporting the best four-wheeled racers on the planet. This year's lineup includes Jeff Rastrelli, Mark Baldwin and Baldwin Motorsports, Ford Brothers Racing, Nick Janusa, and many more, including Mr. Digging Deep himself, Cody Jansen, plus all the top 17 GNCC pros such as seven-time champion Walker Fowler, Bryce O'Neill, Hunter Hart, Cole Richardson, and Jared McClure, Adam McGill, and previous champion Chris Borch. These top riders continue to appreciate the high performance and impressive durability that their DP brakes have to offer, products that ultimately help place them on top of the podium week after week. DP brakes are available through www.dp-brakes.com or you can purchase them through your local parts and limited stocking dealer. Or you can even message us, myself, Larry Mills, or DP Brakes on Instagram or Facebook. And if you have any questions about product or sponsorship support, please ask us. We are waiting for you. Join the best ATV riders in the world equipped with DP Brakes. And have a great year, everyone. Nearing two decades into the brand's existence, Factory 43 is back and better than ever, continuing to make major waves in the ATV world. For the third consecutive season, Factory 43 is the official aluminum parts choice of the Phoenix Racing ATV team, providing their state-of-the-art Evo Nerf bars, MX-style front bumpers, and grab bars for two-time champ Joel Hetrick. If you're in the market to upgrade your Nerf bars, bumpers, or grab bars, head over to factory43atv.com to see their full line of industry-leading products available for all makes and models. Head over to factory43atv.com today. Success in the ATV MX world is similar to what creates financial success as well. The right people, the right advice, and more importantly, hard work and the benefit of an ongoing relationship as situations change and adversity is experienced. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Haymower Financial Group can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help your family prepare for whatever life brings. Call me, Scott Haymower, at Haymower Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, at 920-338-8150. That's 920-338-8150. Offices located in beautiful De Pere, Wisconsin, with registrations and clients nationwide.
Uh, so Ryan, I do want to want to shift gears a little bit for a, a trip down memory lane because so many iconic riders from our sports past have raced the NEA TV series along the way. NEA TV racing has come up on plenty of previous episodes with Dustin Wimmer and Josh Creamer, Travis Moore, I think Mike Walsh uh, and more. So as a fan of NEA TV racing, as you have been for 15, 16, 17 years, like you said, do you have a favorite memory as a fan uh, over the course of the last nearly two decades? Oh, there's so many. I mean, I don't even know where to start. Um, you know, I, I just, I love all of them. I, I really can't pick just one. Okay. Um, you know, the Josh and Dustin era was absolutely insane. I mean, Nuts. we had guys, there was like 20, 30 guys in pro back in 2007 to 2004 or uh, 2013 ish area. Okay. I mean, it was insane. And I became personal friends with all those guys yeah. and just, you know, there's so many memories. I mean, one that sticks out probably a little bit more than others is uh, Travis Moore. I believe it was for the pro title at okay. AK Farms. He made a last lap pass to win the title. And I remember standing off to the side, you know, cheering from him in the, in the uh, mechanics area. And I remember him see dive into that corner and never let off. And I mean, he held it to the bar. And it was just awesome to see him cross that finish line. And, and that was how he won his championship. I mean, he came down to the last corner, last lap, last moto of the year. I mean, that was it. And it was awesome to see that. That, that one definitely sticks out in my mind. And I always talk to Travis about it all the time. I mean, me and him go pretty pretty far back, you know, with snow cross and everything. Oh, yeah. It's funny. It's funny that you that that's the one that you bring up because I, I reached out to some of these guys to get uh, some of their favorite memories from the NEATV over the years. And probably predictably for you, this was this was the memory that Travis said. So uh, here's his quote. Last lap, last corner with the checkers flying. I ran my factory Can-Am way deeper than I should have. I uh, ran it high into the berm for the pass and drag race to the checkers for the 2013 NEA TV pro championship after battling way from the back. So for you to kind of remember that exactly as it happened, uh, that's, that's pretty special from afar. That 2011 season was amazing. Josh Creamer, Dustin Wimmer, uh, Cody Miller, Preston Young. Uh, I mean, there was, there was more names, Matteo DeRoy, right? Uh, the list goes on. It was so stacked back then. Uh, just to think about the racing that was happening in that, that series up there. Uh, just incredible. Uh, absolutely insane. I mean, those guys were gnarly. And I, I still tell the pro guys to this day, because a lot of these newer pros, you know, they were kids right. when it was all happening. Yeah. And I'm man, you guys got it made in the shade. I was like, you didn't have, 240 pound jasmine plant pile driving in the corner and if you watch there's a video from round five from capeway um that 201 films did and it's i, I forget what the song is but i play it all the time I, I, it's like my go-to when i'm in the house or whatever and okay. uh you can just watch they're just throughout the promo just hitting each other i mean cody hits jasmine jasmine hits cody mike hits my, uh jason o'connell and it's just it's just absolutely insane i mean the those guys are just gnarly. I mean, that racing probably will never be replicated mm -hmm. in ever again. Yeah. Uh, well, and when I think back to that era, and and I guess specifically of you know the the Dustin Wimmer, Josh Creamer, like like that year, 
or whatever. Um, I just, I just think that, you know, to have the two previous and reigning ATV motocross national champions finding themselves duking it out up there, duking it out again, but now in the new England series, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, I just, just like you said, that'll probably never happen again, but, uh, I mean, just what an amazing thing, like, and obviously Suzuki played a role with closing their doors and all these things like that played a role to making that happen. But man, some of the greatest racing that was going on in the entire, I mean, on the planet, basically, right. And ATV racing was happening in the NEATV series. And that's some of what makes NEATV so iconic for me. Not that it's this, it is this longstanding championship and, and series and all these things, but some of the great racing that you guys saw up there is, is just a thing of legend. Yeah. I mean, Josh and Dustin was like, it was a whole nother level. It's like watching Chad and Joel ride now. I mean, mm -hmm. they just, they were on another level. And I, I'm very good friends with Josh. And I felt for him, you know, comes off this hot win. I mean, yeah. he, he earned it. And like, you, you know, like in the episode he was on, you know, they closed the doors and that was it. And it was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then luckily, you know, he found a ride and, and made it work. Um, and the same with Dustin, you know, it kind of sucked that he kind of ended up, you know, I'm not trying to say that they didn't belong here, but they still had a lot more left in the tank to give back at nationals. Oh, dude, they were still they were both still in their prime, basically. And they they should have been given that opportunity, and I'm not saying that anybody else didn't deserve their opportunities, but I'm just right. you know, you come off a, a win like that, you know, Josh was getting I think paid just to to finish, like if he. He didn't finish in the top three. He wasn't getting checked. You're exactly right. That's and and the trickle down that we heard with so many of these guys is that's why Doug ended up walking away because Josh was basically really willing to ride that same bike for free, other than win win and podium bonuses. So, uh, just just amazing how it all works out. But go oh, ahead. Absolutely insane. And I I got to spend a lot of time with Josh uh, over one winter with him. I okay. was on and uh, lived with him down in in Florida and kind of helped him get through some stuff and and figure some stuff out. But me, I mean, that guy, he trained so hard. He was up five o'clock in the morning. He would work out, come over, scream at me to tell me to get up. And I'm like, dude, I'm not riding. Like, I'm just here for fun. And then he would go do bike prep. And then he would tell me, okay, set the stopwatch for 45 minutes. I'm going out for moto. And his, I don't know if you've ever been to his house in Florida there. It was like a five minute lap time. And I, I walked it. And I was like, I wouldn't hit 75% of the jumps there. I'm not hitting anyone. He's like, you're going to go on and do a moto? I'm like, no, I'm not ready to die yet. <laughs> I remember, I remember, and I don't remember who it would have been. Maybe it was Denoble, but I remember somebody kind of outlining this track for me and saying like, dude, it was, it was not spent a lot of time down there. I, I know Dustin spent some time. Okay. Um, I know Mikey Triano from up here spent a lot of time down there with Josh. I mean, it was, okay. if, if, if you know Josh personally, yeah. this track was him to a team. Okay. I mean, he, he'd hit anything, not give a crap. You just send it. I mean, that's how he's always been. That's, that's how he made his name. Right. Oh yeah. He's, he's as gnarly as they come. But he's just, I mean, he was still putting in the time and then I, you know, I feel bad because it was like, whatever, but you know, he came out at Unadilla and, and killed it. And, you know, Dustin did great as well. It, it sucks that it came down to a broken chain at Hemans. Um, I'll never forget that moment too. That's another one. You know, I think it was like two or three laps in Josh's chain broke. And uh, that, that was a championship right there. Yeah, and from what I've been told from other outside sources, the motor that Dustin beat Josh on yep. was Josh's motor from the previous year. Seriously? Yeah. Oh my gosh! I don't think it's one hundred percent true, 
with that from some inside people. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. It uh, is. It is. You know, we always, you know, Josh is a good guy. We joke about it. He's like, oh, man, that was your, your, right. your champion chain. You have that hanging up in the wall next to your um, zebras and everything else he's got. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's crazy. I mean, the, the added caveat or note to that entire story of that season is kind of like deep down. I always believed that, that Josh Creamer sort of retired Dustin Wimmer. Like that's what I always kind of thought. Um, now again, Suzuki played a gigantic role on that. The biggest role of all was Suzuki closing their doors, but Dustin was so freaking competitive right? I mean, he was, he was at that time, he was just kind of cut from a different cloth in the, in the way that he trained, um, kind of even before, you know, before the NEATV years. Right. But as he kind of found his himself as the guy in the ATV national series, he was just outworking everybody was, it was a lot of it. And it just seemed like when he got beat by his teammate after winning back-to-back titles by, by, you know, getting beat by his teammate for the national title there in 2010 with Josh, it just seemed like he was almost over it after that, you know? So then to, to kind of, you know, go a year or two ahead there where they're in the NEATV series and to see that, you know, he essentially went from, you know, I felt like he was burned out basically to then racing for fun up there closer to home in the Northeast kind of flipped the script for me. And, and, uh, is just one of those things that we touch on, on so many of these episodes that we love to see, because, you know, like I, like I always say, we want to see our heroes kind of genuinely love the sport just as we do. And we kind of saw that from Dustin by going up there. Like he was, again, it was kind of for fun. I mean, obviously the, the pro championship and the NEA TV was a big deal, especially with all the guys racing it at the same time, it wasn't like it was his, you know, his main job, like the ATV motocross nationals were in previous years. So, um, just, just so much to that story. There's so many layers to it, right? It's just, uh, it's incredible. On just that. I mean, those two guys, I mean, you could see it in Dustin's eyes, though, that he had that competitive spirit. I mean, he didn't really talk much. He was pretty quiet. Uh, his girlfriend, or his wife now, uh, yeah. she was always pretty talkative. Um, but, yeah, you, you couldn't get much out of Dustin. I mean, I, you know, I always try and talk to everybody and, you know, try and be friendly, especially with him being a newcomer, you know, technically into any ATV. Yeah. You know, you try and you know, open your arms if everybody needs anything. But he was always just very quiet, very polite. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nothing bad to say about the guy, um, you know, true champion. And, you know, he, after that, it was over for him. And I'm sure he's enjoying retirement now. I don't know if he's still riding at all. I do know Josh rode uh, yeah. Monday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. I got a Snapchat of a wife's yard flipped upside down. And I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> the itch again. He's like, no, don't even think about it. Yeah, I, uh, I I I thought that too. I when I was messaging him back and forth for his favorite memory, uh, he you know we I commented on the fact that I just saw him riding, and he said, "Yeah, it was a, you know it was a blast. It was a great time until it ended with a until it ended with a trip to the ER to make sure I was all right." So um, I wouldn't have expected anything different from him, right? I mean, he's got he's got one speed and it's fast, so uh, he's obviously always going to push it to the limit. That's Josh. 
what did he go with for his uh, favorite any to I'm curious. Okay, so so I asked Josh obviously for his favorite memory from his time racing the NEATV, and he gave me kind of a two part answer. He said probably just starting out, figuring out how to ride with the the Walsh crew, and then he went on to say that it was special to go back after years of success and have everybody happy to see you. And he said it made him feel like a god. So uh, and deservedly so for him, right? To be again to be the 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 and I just I want to quantify for the listeners that weren't around at that time or weren't privy to what was going on in the any ATV series that that would be like Joel Hetrick right now you know leaving the ATV motocross nationals and going to race the any ATV like that's what it would be like that's what Josh Creamer did you know he he didn't get his opportunity uh there wasn't an opportunity there for him in in 2011 he was the reigning champion uh, didn't get an opportunity, didn't go racing at the ATV motocross nationals on his own dime and went up there and raced the any ATV series against the two time, you know, defending champion before him. So that would be like Chad Wienan and Joel Hedrick finding themselves racing the any ATV series this year. It just, it, I, it's, it's one of those things in ATV motocross lore that will live on for forever. Cause it's incredible. But yeah, that was, that was his uh, his two-part answer was how it started, started at the NEATV and then coming full circle to be, you know, basically big man on campus when he returned to the NEATV series before then returning to the ATV motocross nationals. So uh, the NEATV really played a role in keeping him in, you know, in the series because his title sponsor there in the NEATV series went on to be his title sponsor to get him back to ATV motocross racing. And he went back for another couple seasons and had a bunch of success again, getting more podiums on the Can-Am and all those things. So NEATV played a, a role in keeping Josh around and getting him back to the uh, ATV motocross across nationals, which is also pretty special. And it also shows how big of a deal your series is and always has been. Yeah, no, we've definitely had some uh, large names come and go from, I, I, I know Pat Brown had been around for yep. a little bit before me. Um, I've seen Travis Spader. I know I've seen Joel back when he had long hair. And the tally, there was a lot of guys that have, that have been there. Yeah, over the years. Would yeah. stop every now and then. Yep. Um, I don't think Chad's ever, ever stopped in which oh, if you're looking chad the door is always open my bud <laughs> it's a long way from it's a long way from us in the midwest but uh yeah. but i'm sure i'm sure he would tell us too just like just like i said uh it looks like such a blast your tracks look awesome yeah i know that he would love a, some of your tracks too with the sand and stuff right so uh he would he would like some of those tracks but i think for for so many atb motocross racers uh you know your series and tracks are are something that would be a goal for us because it looks like a blast insurance it's not something everyone likes to talk about but let's face it if you race motocross it's something you should have Integrative Financial Concepts is an independent financial service and insurance firm who offers moto-friendly insurance and helps out riders like Nick Janusa, Jeffrey Rastrelli, and Joel Hetrick gain confidence on the track. With their unique safe-to-race and safe-to-ride programs, if you qualify, they have the ability to offer life insurance with living benefits to those who ride. With these living benefits, you may have the ability to access a portion of your life insurance policy while you're still living for things like cancer, heart attack, stroke, or chronic illness. They can also help with many other things, such as home, auto, motorhome, and trailer insurance, as well as college planning, special needs planning, payroll processing, as well as group health benefits for your business. So whether something happens on or off the track, Integrated Financial Concepts has you covered. With their complimentary one-on-one -on -one appointments, what are you waiting for? Reach out to Mike Daniele at D-A-N-I-E-L-E -E underscore Michael at nlgroupmail.com today 
and see how integrated financial concepts can help you. Living benefit riders are supplemental benefits that can be added to a life insurance policy and are not suitable unless you have the need for life insurance. Riders are optional and may require additional premium and may not be available in all states or on all products. This is not a solicitation for any specific insurance policy. Just like the sport of ATV motocross as a whole, our Digging Deep community is brought together by the love for racing that we all share. Our sport is compiled of many great people and leading that charge is the Launderville family at Launderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply. This racing-owned family business is a steel and concrete supplier serving the entire United States. Launderville Steel is a full-service steel supplier of new and surplus steel, aluminum, and stainless steel products headlined by the 4130 chromoly tubing and plate used in the building of chassis for ATVs and UTVs, off-road truck racing, late-model dirt and pro tractor pulling series, drag racing, and more. Launderville Steel loves their racing just as much as we do, but don't forget about their concrete division as well. With over 25 years of experience, the Concrete Division can supply everything you need to complete your next business or personal project. Their central Midwest location enables LSE to easily serve customers across the United States. For a quote, additional info, answers to more of your questions, or to talk a little racing, head over to LaundervilleSteel.com or give them a call today. We are proud to be partnered with yet another racer-owned company. Thank you, Launderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply. Here at Digging Deep, we have an obvious passion for ATVs and pridefully enjoy sharing the sport's history. Since 2019, when the podcast was born, we've been working to partner with individuals who share our passion, but one man and his vision had been missing from our partnership group. Until now. When it comes to the sport's history, the hallowed grounds of Binky's Forever ATC Museum has it all. Binky Tapscott's mind-blowing collection of three- and four-wheelers has preserved history by spanning all makes and models from Honda three-wheelers in chronological order to unique builds that shaped ATV racing as we know it, like Doug Gust's iconic DRZ-powered hybrid thumper and everything in between. There's no denying Binky's passion, a passion that we certainly relate to here at Digging Deep. Binky's goal is to share his amazing collection with fellow enthusiasts by making his prized possessions accessible to the public via scheduled visits. Follow Forever ATC Museum on Facebook and watch foreveratc.com for further updates on possibly getting a chance to see Binky's Forever ATC Museum for yourself. We are proud to welcome Binky's Forever ATC Museum to the Digging Deep family. Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant. The best power sports coolant on the market, Evans prevents overheating and boil over so you need not worry about harming your engine or suffering a premature end to your ride no matter what the conditions. Designed for use in ATVs, UTVs, motorcycles, and other power sports equipment, when conditions are at their worst, Evans is at its best. Upgrade to Evans now to avoid overheating and boil over next time you hit the track or trail. Use discount code DIGGINGDEEP20 at checkout to save at evanscoolant.com. Thanks for listening, and remember to support our partners. Now back to the show. My ultimate goal, and this is thinking way outside the box, is to always have a combined national event at Southway. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Of New England. I know you've got it on the notes. Uh, Joe Havisto. Yep, I do. He's my very next guy. Yep. Oh, man. Joe is uh, he's the staple of New England. And mm-hmm. I've tried so hard to try and get him to come back and do a little bit of racing. You know, okay. 30 plus, 40 plus is calling his name. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say, so I will say that I, I truly think that some of these conversations I've had with some of these guys get their, get that ball turning, right? Like get, get their, you know, that, that itch, itch comes back for some of these guys. And, uh, you know, so he's a, another guy who's a, a reigning or not reigning, but a defending, uh, champion, former champion of the series. And while asking around for, for some of these guys, favorite memories, it sounds like you're 
2008 and 2009 champ Joe Havisto has agreed to come on my show. So I'm so pumped. You hit the lotto with that oh, one. <laughs> oh, dude, that, that's, that's what his wife said. That's what his wife said. So, uh, she, so I'm stoked about that because Joe is, is someone that I always pulled for growing up. Um, such an awesome guy, like a blue collar guy. Right. And then he was a uh, champion out there. So, uh, do you have a favorite Joe Havisto memory? Because so, and I, and that's another thing. I mean, there's so many of these stories that come up, but the, the thought of him winning the ATV motocross national out there, um, right at, at, uh, at Southwick kind of an unheralded guy at the time to the national scene and, and just making it happen in the sand out there, man, that's another legendary story that I can't wait to hear on the show. So I'm so stoked for that, but, uh, favorite Joe Havisto memory. Um, other than him winning the national, um, I think another, another moment, it's more of a personal moment for me as I, I was still newer to the series. Um, and I was having issues with my suspension on my quad and I was working on it. And Joe happened to be parked like right, right by me. And he could see, I guess he probably saw I was struggling trying to figure out suspension is most people do a suspension is its own thing. Of course. And he comes over, looks at a few things and he goes, okay, do this, change that. Walks away. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, all right, there was Joe with this though. He just came over. I'm a nobody at this point. I'm still like enclosed trailer, pickup truck set up you know, mm -hmm. really contending for a top five spot. And uh, he came over out of nowhere, just gave me some tips and, and said, hey, you know, try this, try that. And uh, made sure I was set. And he went back to his thing, working on his own bikes. Um, and that was yeah. like a good moment. I, I always remember. I mean, that's, that'll stick in my mind forever. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that that's the epitome of Joe Havisto as a person and a rider, right? He was just a... Uh... Just such an awesome dude. And, and again, the reason why I wanted to hear from him is because in like he was one of those guys who, you know, maybe wasn't getting the support of some of the dudes he was racing around. And yet he was as competitive as ever, you know, putting it on the podium, always in the top five, it seemed like always, you know, grinding his way to good finishes. Uh, and, and then some of those legendary rides. What was the year that he won Southwick? Was that 02 or 03? It was one or the other. Um, I was racing yeah. I remember I went to watch. Okay. Yeah, it was one of those two years, uh, but I can't wait to to hear that story and have him on the show. It's one of those things that I've, he's one of the guys. I mean, I have a master list of guys that I, I still want to get to that I'm begging to come on the show. He's one of those guys. So that's exciting. And then as we kind of go down the list of other guys that, you know, big name riders uh, who have raced that series there. Cody Miller weighed in with me and, and he said that there was too many great races and memories to count, but said the best time he ever had was that MX 207 said the track was badass and the river nearby had some, some killer rope swings. Uh, and Cody Miller is another one of those guys who as a young, like in 2000. So when I won my WPSA championship in 2007, I mean, he was the guy in pro-am right. And, um, then to fast forward some years and he's racing for Can-Am he's doing well in the pro class and, and then to go up there and add to those stacked classes, Cody Miller's another great guy and, uh, another guy that I want to have on the show here, but, um, he said that there was too many great races to count. And that's kind of, kind of the, what we've come to expect from these answers from these guys. There was so much great racing going on. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get to spend too much time with Cody. Um, okay. you know, he was always in and out cause he was flying back home. Right. I, yeah. I never we had a guy from Texas flying into race in New England ATV, but there he was always friendly guy. I mean, funny. And uh, you know, Jay at BCS had him riding for him for a while and, yeah. and he was he was there to to win. I mean, he put in the laps and back then you had to be aggressive. I mean, 
there was paint on everybody's nerf bars and everybody's bumping. <laughs> that's how it went down. And, you know, I try and explain to some of these younger guys, they get tapped, they come over to me and, oh, you know, so-and-so hit me. I'm like, well, show me where. And there's not even a nick or any paint. Yeah. I'm like, don't worry about it. Over here, my bumper smashed in as <laughs> I'm in 30 plus, you know, pretending I'm Josh Kramer trying to make a pass for the win here. And right. I went into the back of my own buddies and saying, ah, you know, I owe you an exhaust now, $500. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's awesome. But those are some of the, some of the memories that stand out for us is some of that rubbing and, uh, man, you gotta, you gotta earn it for sure. So, um, so as we kind of wrap up this trip down memory lane, pal, do we have any past riders or, or memories that stand out yet that we haven't hit on stuff that, uh, that we haven't got to, is there anything that stands out to you? I mean, there's so many, I could, I could spend days talking about. <laughs> okay. Well, give, well, give me, give me one or two. <laughs> um, I think Andy Cummings is probably somebody I have to to oh, mention. Yeah. Um, I know you know Andy. You, his rock that or the rock that you had. Uh, yeah, yeah. He'll sit on their front porch in Greenville, North Carolina. Oh, that's um, amazing. Pretty frequently. I mean, he was a, a rising superstar of any ATV. I mean, that kid mm-hmm. could ride anything, and their family was just so nice. And it, it sucks what happened at Umadilla that year, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, it's what we signed up to do, and it. It could happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. I think he was just somebody I, I wish, I always still wonder, you know, what would have happened? You know, where would he be today had he not had his accident? Because, I mean, he was 14, 15 years old, putting down lap times faster than some of the A guys at Nationals that weekend. And I'm like, this kid's got it. I mean, it just mm-hmm. style. He was like a Cody Gibson. I mean, you, you could just see it in his body language. And I, I that's, a you know, I remember him and I see them all the time still. And I, I told him I was going to do the show with you and, and you know, they told me to say what's up. Yeah. And, uh, thank you for the rock. It's still there. I love, I love those guys. And, uh, and, and some P I mean, kind of think about what, like what it would be like to, to be dealt the cards that they were given and man, like his attitude, his motivation, his, you know, his, his nature, um, to just keep fighting, grinding, think that, you know, some of the stuff that made him and you would know better than I, but from afar, um, you know, and I was big, you know, not, I don't want to say a big part, but I was a supporter of the Andy strong stuff and all that, all that stuff. So I, 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 I monitored it. Right. And, um, it seemed like the stuff that made him a great racer is what enabled him to, to, you know, kind of fight back to recover the way he has. And now to be, you know, where he is at in life, he's not racing anymore, but, uh, sure. Seems like he's thriving. Like he's doing really well, all things considered. I mean, that those things that made him a good racer are what have put him in this position, you know, where he is today back to, you know, to a new normal, which is, which is a special thing, but yeah, he's, he's a guy that I think of, shoot damn near every day. Cause I see Facebook posts pop up and, and stuff like that. And, and again, I wasn't privy to seeing some of the stuff that he was doing ahead of time, but yeah, what a, what an awesome guy, awesome family. And I uh, love seeing, love seeing those guys doing as well as they are today. So I'm glad that you touched on him. Yeah, I know he's a local celebrity now down. So if anybody goes to Greenville, North Carolina, there you go. Andy, he'll take you to the best bars, the best breweries, <laughs> whatever you need. He'll take right. care of you. There you go. Um, and you know, I think another I've been having a lot lately. It's the women's class. You, you know, I feel like sometimes the women kind of fall by the wayside. And uh, it wasn't really until this year that I was kind of opened up to what was going. You know, just the women competing because I, you know, I've always just kind of mm-hmm. it's, it's a male dominated sport, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
you know, I have my Angie Marr jersey hanging up behind me here, and she was a great friend, you know, and probably one of the fastest women racers I've ever met. Um, you know, that raced any ATV, she did some nationals, and, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the girls from uh, back then know Angie. Um, but you know, I got hooked up with two younger girls this year, the Parr family, and uh, they had kind of asked for a little bit of help training. They were new to sport and stuff like that, so I kind of took them under my wing. And I think that those two kind of revitalized my love for the sport in a different way because I was watching them grow and learn and seeing their faces, you know, how much they were enjoying it and how much they really appreciated what I was Mm -hmm. telling them. And, uh, you know, the women's class, I kind of never really sat and watched. And I think this year I watched almost every single one of their motos Mm -hmm. and and kind of took it all in. And I don't, I don't get to watch everybody's motos, which I, I really wish I could, but, you know, I try and pick out a bunch. Um, and it was nice to just be able to watch the girls go out and ride. And I mean, they're so, they're aggressive. I, I'm not going to lie. You know, they're putting it in there and I'm like, damn, you know, these girls are, you know, 15, 16 years old. And they're just banging bars and full throttle. I'm like, man, you guys, I'm proud of you guys. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's how it's been on the national series too, is, uh, the, the women's class and some of these up and coming girls, man, are, are incredible. It's one of those things that we've, and I'm sure, you know, you know, this, cause you're a listener of what we do here, but as we've been covering the girls in the women's class racing as much as possible, because like you said, I mean, there's some great racing going on and they also deserve it. You know, like, uh, not only is there great racing going on, but you want to showcase what they're doing too, because when you get to women's class racing, unless you go, you know, racing against the guys, like that's, that's their that's, you know, their peak. That's, that's, that's as good as it gets for them. So I want to continue to build up what they're doing, give them the credit that they're doing, showcase what they're doing. And, and it sounds like you're kind of doing the same. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I've, I've been beat by a lot of females, you know, <laughs> but my nationals, uh, Katie Betty's smoked me, Shay Honeywell. I mean, the list goes <laughs> on and on and just, yeah, you, uh, we've got people back here, Larissa Griffiths, she's whooped my butt more times than I can remember. And, you know, they're like, oh, you got beat by a girl. I'm like, no, 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 this is different. These girls are nuts. Like, it is what it is. They earned it. So, you know, hats off to all of them. And I've been watching the women's pro class and we'll try and keep an eye on it at nationals and just see who's doing what. And it's just, I'm amazed at what they do. And, And, you know, as a series owner, I'm proud of all my members. But I definitely, I think I'm a little bit more proud of the women because they come in. And a lot of them, you know, we only have one women's class. So they've got a battle with the boys, you know, in the A, Bs, and Cs. And they come out and they're ready to go. I mean, these boys got to watch out because they come out swimming. And it's so great to watch because I'm like, man, I I love it. I just love the intensity. Yeah, yeah. I mean – Man, so do I. Uh, so we so we spent a, a good amount of time here talking about the glory days of the NEA TV. Uh, it seems to me that you're the man to help lead the NEA TV back to its glory days, buddy. It seems like you're probably already there. I mean, the, the numbers are good. The series is strong. The series is healthy. So tell my listeners, as we kind of wind down here, tell them why. Why the NEA TV? Why is this the series that riders in the surrounding New England area um, should run. Tell, tell me why, obviously to me, it seems obvious. It seems like, you know, an ATV friendly ATV eccentric series, something that I would want to support, but, uh, elaborate on that. Why the NEATV? Um, I'm going to give you one word family. It's a giant family. You know, I'm not saying that other series aren't families, but, uh, a prime example of this, and this comes right to my mind 
is at the last round, John Hansen, who's longtime pro guy. I don't I don't know if you've heard of him. He's 40 years old. I mean, this yep. guy puts it in every week, runs the same laps as, as Chad and Cody. I mean, he is he is putting in the grind. And at 40 years old, God bless him. Um, he got a flat tire on his site lap for the pro class, comes back to the pits. You know, you have two minutes from the last guy lining up to to mm-hmm. get your tire fixed. Well, he comes by himself, you know, and does it, you know, one man show. Um, his wife sometimes comes. And so our buddy Steve was there. He's like, Oh, I'll just take my bike. And he's like, ah, John's big about not riding other people's bikes. Yep. And uh I remember just saying, because I was like, I can't help. I'm trying to do everything else. I was like, there's a tire on my bike, somebody go grab it, put it on John's bike. People that John doesn't even know flipped his bike up on the side, had his tire off. Somebody sprinted over to my trailer, grabbed my tire off my bike, threw it on, put it on. They got him into the gate. He ends up pulling the whole shot, leading the moto. The place erupted in cheers and screaming for John when he got around that first corner. And I was like, man, that just comes to show you how tight this family is. There are people that have, they were, their kids were racing against John and they're over the making sure that his bike's getting prepped the right, you know, tires getting put on. I'm like, man, this, if this doesn't epitomize what any ATV is. And one of my buddies just happened to catch it all on video because okay. he was racing. And he's like, man, everybody came together for John. And I said, that's any ATV work family. I said, nothing else matters other than everybody at this track right now, you know, because these are the ones are going to have your back. You know, some of my closest friends are my, my race family. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, our saving grace. That's what brings everybody in. You get welcomed in with open arms. There's no, there's no clicks. There's no nothing. It's not like the dirt bike world. Everybody kind of just don't talk to nobody. Right. Um, yeah. You know, everybody's just, we have a giant, every Saturday night we do giant dinner. Everybody brings something. There's gotta be 40 or 50 of us at this dinner. You know, we don't exclude anybody. You want to bring a pot? Throw it in. You know, it, it's, it's just yeah. a family atmosphere. And I love every single moment of it. Yeah. I mean, who, who wouldn't want to be a part of that? Uh, yeah, it sure. Sure. Sounds special. You're making me even more jealous as I sit here. I got to make one of these things, but, uh, Ryan, you're the man. This has been so much fun. Thanks so much for a trip down memory lane, all the great conversation, filling us in on all the stuff going around, uh, going on at the NEA TV. Um, man, uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of people coming away from this episode, wanting to make, uh, make a trip out there or, uh, or commit to racing your series out there. So we want to wish you all the best. Thank you so much for your time and, uh, man, keep up the great work because those guys out there, all those riders out there, all the, the spectators, the people of the new England surrounding area, man, they are, uh, they are lucky to have you in your series. So keep up the great work, pal. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me on here. It means a lot. I mean, uh, I listen to you guys every weekend. So, and I hope everybody comes out and enjoys it. National guys, if you come out, we'll honor your ATBA card and uh, we'll get you hooked up racing. Awesome. Awesome, pal. We'll, uh, we'll look forward to having you on the show again. Uh, we'll talk some NEA TV. We'll, we'll, uh, I'm sure that there's going to be memories that are going to come up that you're going to say, man, I, I, we should have talked about that or whatever. So, uh, we'll have to start making a list and, and, uh, do this again soon, pal, but thank you so much again for your time. And, um, again, wishing you all the best, keep up the great work and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Ryan Angela Cola, owner of the NEA TV series right here on the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast brought to you by Blenders Eyewear. Use discount code DIGGINGDEEP20 for 20% off at BlendersEyewear.com. 
Thanks so much, pal. We'll see you soon. Man, I sure do love those trips down memory lane. We have a bunch of that coming up over the next few months here on the Digging Deep ATBMX podcast. But first, we're going to dig into the Wavos Pro Invitational on our next episode. The $10,000 winner-take-all event is this upcoming Friday, November 4th in Prim, Nevada, featuring riders from just about every discipline. The best of the best riders, riders like Joel Hetrick, Bo Barron, Bryce Ford, Max Linquist, Walker Fowler, Jeffrey Rastrelli, Brandon Hogue, Corey Ellis, John Natale, David Hagsima, Brad Riley, and more. So we'll review the Wavos Pro Invitational with some of the riders themselves on our very next episode. That's going to be so much fun, but for now, major thanks to tonight's guests, NEATV's Ryan Angelicola, thanks to producer Dallas Jansen, my brother, for all his hard work, thanks to my wife, Brooke, and AMA official Harv Whipple, thanks to all of our donors, you know who you are, we appreciate you so much, thanks to all of our partners, CST Tires, go to shop.csttires.com today, Yamaha, thanks to Blue Crew, SSI decals, DID racing chain, Namira Technologies, Bronco ATV and UTV components, Impact Solutions, Launderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply, the financial advice of the Haymar Financial Group, Forex Carbon, DP Brakes, Factory 43, Integrative Financial Concepts and their Safe to Race and Safe to Ride Insurance programs, Binkies Forever ATC Museum, Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant, Walsh Racecraft, and Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. Support the brands that support our show and don't forget to use those codes to save. You can find it all on our website and be sure to click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner for all your gear and parts needs and to help us out. And most of all, thanks to you guys for listening. All of our show merchandise is available at shop.diggingdeepatvmx.com, so check that out. And if you're looking for another easy way to help support us, you can visit our website and click the Patreon or Buy Me a Coffee buttons. This allows you to set up a one-time or monthly contribution to support our efforts. It's the off-season, we're always looking for extra content, and you can help us with that by giving us a call using our voicemail line. Give us your reaction to some shows, some races, past or present, and or everything in between. We want to hear from you, so give us a call. The number is 920-569-3519. Follow the show on social media, Digging Deep ATVMX Podcast, and myself, Cody Jansen, for additional content coverage and more fun stuff as we head into the off-season. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Wherever you find podcasts, you'll find the Digging Deep ATVMX Podcast. All episodes, additional podcast providers, sponsor links and discount codes, show merchandise, fantasy info, and more can all be found on our website, diggingdeepatvmx.com, so check that out today. Be a friend, tell a friend, please download, subscribe, rate, review, and share. And with that, for Ryan Angelicola, Brooke Jansen, Dallas Jansen, and I'm your host, Cody Jansen, thanks for listening to and making us the number one podcast in ATV racing with nearly 184,000 downloads last month in 97 total countries. Until next time, thanks for joining us in digging deep with the stars of ATV Motocross. Things are crashing and burning here at the Digging Deep Podcast, much like the Titanic. Those guys were hauling ass, for real. I remember watching Doug Gus, I don't know who it was, Steel City, running the same times Friday afternoon as James Stewart was on Sunday back then. It was mental. I've never seen quads go that fast. Quadlers are freaking nice.